Hi everyone, my name is Alina and I'm an immigrant, part 3. Welcome back to Traveling Inside Out, a podcast about exploring the world within and out. I lived outside of my country quite a few times and I have already mentioned the first two times I've done that. The first one was in Denmark working in a fish, in a salmon factory. And I've already published the episode about that. So if you are curious, you can just go and check that out. And then the second one, the second time was an exchange student when I lived in Turkey. And now we are going back to, to we, are, we continue with the moment when I was a volunteer in Tunisia. The year was 2012, so it was one year after um, I was an exchange student in Turkey. And the, the interesting thing is that I didn't actually apply for Tunisia. But before that, let me give you the whole uh, perspective. I applied with ISEC, which is an international, I'm guessing non-governmental, I don't know if it's non-governmental or non-profit, I don't know which one is it. In the way, it's, a, it's an organization in which uh, young people can find um, volunteering programs and internships all around the world. And so I've tried for probably like six months, more than six months probably, I think so. And I was with no work. I was only working from time to time to film festivals, uh, which I really loved that time, but I I needed something, uh, like, you know, I needed something else. In my personal life, it was really bad. Things were happening in my family. Things were happening in my, uh, let's say, personal life. So I was, at that time, I felt like I'm reaching the rock bottom. And I needed to do anything, like to change it and so on. Uh, But in those six months in which I applied, I actually got close to another opportunity four times, um, like to four different opportunities. The first one was uh, a paid internship in Paris, in France. And I failed that one uh, during the interview because I didn't speak French. And they actually, they told me that uh, just because I didn't understand French. And I was like, but you said that this is not, you said that I can speak English, whatever. They were like, yeah, but you need to know a little bit of French because if not, you're not going to, whatever. The second one was actually in Russia, in St. Petersburg, if I remember correctly. And I think it was, I I don't even know what was the project about, probably something with marketing, or I don't remember. I'm straight up, I don't remember. Um, But sometimes I'm wondering how would my life have been if I would have lived in Russia for like six months? That would have been wow. And then I had another opportunity which was still in Russia, but way, way closer, like deep inside the country. I, I mean, I think somewhere close to Tibet or something. And that was for being a teacher in a, village or something 
And I don't even know why that didn't work out. I don't remember if I rejected that or uh, they rejected me. I don't remember that one. And then the fourth one was when I actually got accepted to go in India. And it was something with the media. It was an interesting project. What put me off was that I didn't actually have an interview with the people. And they accepted me. So I had to send the acceptance letter back to them. And then I realized that I can't go to India. And the project was for like six or nine months. I don't remember. I was like, I'm, I'm not ready to go by myself. <laughs> I cannot do this. Again, I was in 2012, um, so a lot of traveling haven't, hasn't happened in my life, um, or I don't know, I think it was like halfway there. Anyway, um, so I was really in a really bad place, as I was saying, I was reaching the... <laughs> rock bottom it was really bad i felt stuck and i was doing i was keep doing mistakes and it was really bad and so when i got this email in which i was invited to go i was invited for an interview and what actually made me be a bit like hmm maybe this is not so bad is that the one before like they were mentioning in the email that someone uh, they already had inter uh, volunteers from Romania and i was like oh okay so somebody from Romania went there okay okay maybe i can do this now 2012 for those who don't know 2012 was 2 years after the arab spring I'm not going to get into the politics. I'm not going to get into the history of it. Just believe me when I'm telling you the country was something similar with how Romania was in the beginning of the 90s. So uh, for whoever doesn't know that either, <laughs> this means that they had a revolution. Uh, things were changing a lot in, uh, within the country. It was kind of dangerous. Uh, things were not quite settled, let's say. And... Uh, the country was still trying to recover from uh, the Arab Spring, which is called the revolution. And yeah, it, it, it didn't seem safe. Like a lot of people told me, like, this is not safe. Don't go there. Don't do this. Just don't, just don't do it. And I'm telling you that probably I would have been more scared if I would have read more about it, but I didn't. And then also i was so desperate to change the situation in which i was that i was like i'm gonna do whatever it takes to just go away from this and i do want to mention now that this was the moment and i'm gonna probably mention it at the end as well but this experience and coming back home uh actually this was when i learned that running away from your problems is never gonna fix anything. Traveling away to just fix something that's never gonna work out. Because after those five months, so I stayed five months in Tunisia and it felt like five years, like so many things have happened uh, during that time in which I knew that I'm someone else. I knew that I grew, I, I knew that I'm stronger. But then in the same time, I went back to the same kind of issues. And I still had to face them one-on-one and I still had to deal with everything that I was running away from 
um, before leaving to Tunisia. So um, I had an interview with the person in charge of the program and I really liked it. I liked, not that I liked the person, but I, I really liked um, the way that he was describing the things that I'm gonna do. I was supposed to be an English trainer um, and it was, it was rather nice. I didn't know exactly what to expect. So I was like, yeah, okay. And I got the confirmation letter soon. Like I, I got the confirmation email soon after, but apparently the person who was leaving, uh, was leaving fast. So I had to go there in two weeks. If you remember from the previous times, I told you that uh, when I left in Denmark, it was something like I find out on a Tuesday and on a Saturday, I was ready in the bus to leave. So, <laughs> and then when I was in, um, uh, in Turkey as an exchange student, I basically, it, it took me like one month and a half. I, I had one month and a half just because it was during the holidays and because uh, I was waiting for confirmation letter from the university to be able to go to the embassy. So now I was back and <laughs> like I had to do everything in two weeks to buy my plane ticket. Um, that, I think the plane ticket was not paid by them. I don't remember being paid by them. I think it was me uh, that I paid. But I had I had accommodation provided. I had food provided, as in my lunch and dinner uh, was provided. And I had I was supposed to get some pocket money, but somehow the pocket money went towards a trip, or like I had some pocket money, and then we also had a trip. Anyway. I, I got a confirmation. I was almost just starting a job um, to work for someone who was working in a different event. And I decided like, nope, screw this. I'm gonna go to Tunisia. And the city where I was supposed to go was Fax. And there were so many jokes from my friends, like where does Fax are you going? <laughs> and all those things before me going there. And I didn't know what to expect and I didn't know what's going to happen. I was in touch with the person I had an interview with because I had to think about my, um, you know, the, like, what am I going to pack? Like, I've never been in a country like that. I don't even know like how cold it is, like how warm it is, like how it's going to be. And I, I left beginning of October and the project was for three months. So somewhere in January, I was supposed to finish the project. Now, the thing is that um, coming through this organization, I was supposed to have a person in charge of me uh, from back home from the organization and the person in charge of me from back there because it was an international organization and it was, you know, like a legit thing. I had people that I can get in touch with if something would happen on both sides. Well, uh, yeah, fast forward to the moment when I left, I took my plane ticket and this was so weird. So my plane ticket, I had to change. I had a layover in Istanbul 
And it was, I didn't feel like I'm going to freaking Tunisia because I was like, have I been to Istanbul before? Like, I, you know, I was sitting in Turkish delight in the freaking airport and I'm like, I know all of this. Like, I know all of this. I know all of it. Up until, and I promise you, I remember, like it was yesterday. <laughs> I really do remember. It hit me that I'm going to Tunisia for three months. When I was in the airport waiting by the gate, um, because it was the first time ever seeing um, seeing a man and a woman, um, like the man had, I don't know how you call ah. Now I feel so uncultured. <laughs> how do how do you call the, the the thing that men wear on their head? Oh, I feel so bad right now. <laughs> I should feel ashamed about this. Um, anyway, it was the first time when I saw like a, a, um, a specific type of clothes, but it really hit me really bad when I was in the plane. So I got into the plane, I was flying with Turkish Airlines and there was like um, oriental music, like background music while people were, uh, you know, going on the, in the plane, which I've never heard in any other planes before, now that I took so many at that time but i was like what what is this music is this the country where i'm going what is going on <laughs> and so i was landing in tunisia and from there i was supposed to take a train that will take me to sfax and then in sfax i was uh, going to be expected by the people who you know you tell me where where i'm gonna be and so on so it was a long trip because I, I left really early in the morning. I remember I it was like 4 a.m. or something. I, I know it was early in the morning because I asked someone to drive me to the airport. I left from Bucharest. And so I don't remember for how long was the layover in Tunisia, in uh, Istanbul. But I remember. So when I got into uh Tunis, so I landed on Tunis. In Tunis, I had someone that was waiting for me, and that was another student that I think he went to another country as well with um, ISEC. And so he he took me. He waited for me. We went by taxi to his place. They, I met his family. They feed me, and then he put me on a train, and that was all. However, let me tell you my first things that I've noticed when I got to Tunisia. <laughs> Boy, that was... <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday, man. <laughs> so, we got there. The guy was really nice. He was like, oh, Alina. He had like a sign with my name, Alina. And I was like, okay, that's me. Yay, 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 yay. And how was the flight? La, 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 la. And then we go out of the amazing airport. And we take a taxi, which might have been, in my opinion at that time, a car that someone wanted to take it to, like, to, to, to throw it away. And then somebody else was like, I give you, like, five, I don't know, I give you five bucks. Can you give it to me and I can make a taxi out of it? Like, it was horrible. I felt that the, like, the car is gonna 
it's gonna explode or like with every turn that we would take we're just like i don't know the balls will <laughs> run away or i don't know man <laughs> but it was so bad <laughs> and not only that but looking on the window from above it looks so beautiful because there were so many palm trees and you know like the deserted area kind of a thing with their white houses with the flat uh, roofs and all that and it looked like oh this is cool and then going inside trash was happening everywhere and i was like wait what and not only that but then every single car that i've seen was scratched or crashed or whatever it's i i still have like i still yet to see a car that was not crashed in that and I, again i said in five months in that country like every single car and i was uh, what like what and it seemed chaotic it seemed like there's no there are no rules and again i didn't have a driving license so i wouldn't know what the rules would be but i was like i feel like there's no rules there are no like what <laughs> how do you even like okay then we went to to the person's uh, place and the family was so nice and this is something that actually i have to say and i think it's not only uh, applying to tunisia it's applying to people on that in that side of the world they are so kind they are so um, like they are amazing hosts and I'm saying this from like the bottom of my heart, the major, like the majority of them, if you are getting into their house, you are like a queen, a goddamn Daenerys queen with no dragons. Like it's, <laughs> I can't even, they were really nice. They were really kind. They, I would, I wouldn't speak French, right? They would only speak French or Tunisian or Arabic. And I, it was difficult to, to talk with the mother, but she, I still remember she was so sweet. Oh, dear. It was so nice. But then I remember we got to the toilet. Uh, like I asked if I can go to the toilet and then something was off with the toilet. And I couldn't understand what was off with the toilet. I was like, something is, is different. I didn't know exactly what it was, but something was different. Okay. Then the guy, um, as I was saying, he takes me to the train station. He helps me buying the, pla the plane ticket. He helps me buying the, the train ticket. We finally managed to get on train. On the train, he actually, oh no, wait. He was coming with me. Oh, I remember now. He was coming with me because he was living in Tunis, but he was studying in Sfax. Yes, that's how it was, stupid me. So he came with me and I remember I was so tired and I was trying to sleep. Again, it was, I think I arrived in Sfax at 10 p.m. And I left early in the morning, I think at 4 a.m. or something like that. And I think the ride from Tunis to uh, Sfax were around four hours. So I was getting tired, but there was a little baby that would cried for four hours non-stop i didn't know that that's possible i didn't know that a, a baby can cry for four hours non-stop and i i was so, i was so tired i was exhausted and i i just couldn't like i, I was starting to I, I was thirsty i was hungry i was not hungry actually but i was thirsty i was oh 
And finally, I make it home. I make it home. <laughs> that was not my home. So finally, I make it to Sfax. And four different guys wait for me. And I was like, I. it was 10 p.m. It was dark. And then these four guys uh, are waiting for me. And... I was like, I just want to talk with the guy that I talked so far. Like, can I just talk? Because I think if I remember now, it was the president of the organization. Like, um, it's of course it's like a huge organization spread all around the world, um, and they have different um, organizations for each city. Or sometimes a city can have more than one. And so there were two in Sfax, and I belonged to one of them. And so the president of uh, that organization, together with the vice president, together with I don't even know who was what, uh, because they kept changing in those five months. They kept changing a lot. It was either that and then that, and then it changed. So I don't remember exactly who was what when I arrived, because I was too tired. I didn't, I barely remember their names. And I didn't know what, um, like, I, I didn't, I didn't know where am I going? Like, what's happening? I'm so tired. I just want to go somewhere to sleep. And they were talking at me and I'm saying at me because again, I was not able to focus and I just wanted to talk with the one guy that I knew. <laughs> I was like, no, I just, I have, I know one person, uh, because we've been in touch for two weeks. <laughs> So I just want to talk with him and no one else. <laughs> and um, he, they explained to me that my home where I'm going to stay is not ready yet. So I'm going to go to another place. Um, and uh, the next day in the morning, I should be ready at 8, 9 o'clock. I don't remember at what time. Um, because they're going to take me to their organization, to the office. I'm going to sign some papers. And then I'm going to be, you know, taken care of. And then I'm going to move to the new place. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get all the destinations and all that I need. What they didn't think, what they for completely 100% forgot, and I was about to learn that this is how Tunisia works, was that they put me in a place which I think it's, now that I think in the retrospective, I think it's a place where um, sports, like athletes or whatever, they are staying because it was close to uh, like some playgrounds, like a football or like whatever. And I was put in a room that was not... Um, Not that it was, like it had furniture, it's just it didn't have anything else. I didn't have a blanket. I didn't have a pillow. I didn't have, I don't even know if the hot water actually worked because I wanted to take a shower and I, I don't know if I managed to take a shower back then. Um, so I covered myself with uh, my jacket, if I remember correctly, because I didn't want to open my luggage because it was a huge luggage. So I didn't want to do that. And I was like, what the F is happening? It was also cold. 
um, I was too tired to actually take everything in. I was just very confused and I didn't know what what is going on. And um, the next day, they waited for me and I told them and then they apologized because they didn't want they I think they I think there was actually a pillow, but they just forgot about about the blanket. And I was um you know i was like okay it happens mistakes happen let's just go let's you know let's take it from the beginning let's see how it goes don't make assumptions da, 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 da. and i remember i was in a car and they were driving me to uh the office and they asked me what do i want to have for breakfast i hate like okay so i've been traveling by now like in 30 different countries i've traveled with with other cultures i lived with other cultures i get used with other cultures if it's one thing that i hate is when people are asking me what i want to have for, for breakfast without actually saying what are my options if you're just telling me i can choose whatever you know what what do you want for breakfast well what do you have but what do you want? Well, I'm going to tell you what I think my breakfast is. But then I didn't know back then. I didn't know that their breakfast is kind of similar with the Italian breakfast, which in my opinion, there's none. So they don't have breakfast or it's kind of the same in Uruguay. Um, they don't necessarily have breakfast. They only eat like a coffee or they drink a lot of coffee and a lot of tea. Um, but the tea is drank only in the afternoon. So they drink a coffee and a little cake or something like that. And when I told them that I want like eggs or something, they were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, now I feel stupid. And they bought me, um, and I said that I'm not drinking coffee and they really struggled to find tea. They finally found tea and they gave me a cup of tea and a little cake. And then we went to the office and I was like, okay, so I can eat my freaking little cake. And as as I was un unpackaging the freaking cake, somebody comes and be like, hey, so sorry, maybe you didn't know this, but it's it's not okay to eat uh, here. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm here for not even one day and I'm already, I'm already doing mistakes. I'm already not knowing. I don't know anything. Like I felt so stupid and I felt so embarrassed because I was like, okay, so I don't know about the breakfast. I don't know the, the fact that I'm not supposed to eat inside the office, which to be fair, it was basically what doesn't matter. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to like, I don't know. And then, um, the guy that I was in charge, uh, I was in, to, uh, in contact with came and then we, he drove me to a cafeteria, which was another cultural shock <laughs> because it was a very huge place and we were queuing and the food was quite okay, but they have no fuck. <clears throat> They had no forks and I ate to, to that cafeteria and then to another one for five straight months almost and I've never seen a freaking fork 
and I'm gonna die and I'm, I'm still not gonna know what's happening, why everything is a spoon. And it was weird because they would give you a spoon and knife. And I'm like, how do you even, like, how can you, like, why is this a thing? <laughs> I had so many questions again. I really don't want to seem like I'm grateful. I really don't want to seem, I'm just telling how I felt in the moment when I arrived and when all the differences hit me really hard, like all the cultural differences hit me because it was the first time when I actually was going somewhere that I didn't know anyone. I didn't know the country. I was the first time on that continent. I, it was the first time ever I was doing most, like almost all the things. And um, so um, the person explained to me about that. Then I don't remember when I went home and when I went to the office, like in what order. But I do remember that when I went to the office, I was a bit overwhelmed because I found out the person that was before me she was from UK and I was like oh f me because my English is not the English of a native speaker and I was like it was so difficult to like to get like to put myself together because I was like how am I gonna do this like why how why did i think that i can be an english teacher like somebody from uk just finished this project and she left so like how am i gonna do this like how is this a thing um so those were questions for myself of course and then um if i remember ah, i think i went with the bus uh, to drink a tea in the Medina because the office was really close to Medina. For those who don't know, Medina in most of uh, Arab countries is uh, the old city in which it's basically like a citadel and it's, it can literally be like a maze in which you can easily get lost. Um, so we went somewhere in, in Medina uh, on a roof basically to, to have a cup of tea. Um, the peppermint tea that was delicious so I remember that part and my boss was telling me that I can he was keep on joking that he's a terrorist and I felt very uncomfortable because I was like I don't know like I don't know how what to do with this because a lot of people are mean like a lot of really like horrible people are saying mean things about this and he's joking that he's a terrorist and I'm like I don't I don't feel like joking at all about terrorism like I don't feel like this should be something to joke about <laughs> that's how I felt but I was like I don't know how to say this to my boss um and then also I remember the first time when I got to the place where I was living uh, what I what I was supposed to leave was that I met just um one person and uh, he was from uh, Togo, if I remember correctly. And um, I had my room. The other person had a room and in my, there was another room and then a living room. And then the other room, I was told that there's a German guy who is uh, on a holiday or something. And I will meet him later at some point. I don't know when. 
and I looked at my room and I was like, okay, cool. The kitchen was okay. It was big enough. I had a fridge. I had, uh, there was no gas. So I had like the bottle gas, uh, the huge bottle gas um, that I had. Yeah, the, there were two bathrooms, one uh, that was used by everyone. And the other one was uh, smaller and used by uh, the guy. So basically it felt like I have my own bathroom and then he has the other bathroom. Um, so that was awesome. And I was shown from the window where are some shops nearby, um, nearby my home. And that was it. And because this is uh, shaping up uh, of being quite a long, long story, um, I'm not gonna say the whole, like I've just talked about how I got there and the first day. Um, but I decided that I'm going to do this in more uh, episodes because I do want to talk about everything that happened when I was in Tunisia and I don't want to rush through it. So this concludes today's episode. If you uh, liked it, Go ahead and subscribe to Traveling Inside Out on any platform you are listening your podcast on. And I have to tell you something. I've actually uh, made an account on PodCoin. So for whoever is interested in uh, listening to podcasts, you can actually get um, paid for listening to podcasts. You can also find my podcast there. So by now, I think I'm on 16 different platforms. Um, so yeah, just go ahead and subscribe or favor or whatever it is that you can do on, um, on your platform because, um, I'm going to continue the episode with Tunisia and I'm going to, so I talk about the first day and then I'm going to come back and talk about the general things and, uh, why I have decided to stay longer and, um, how was it to live with other people, to share my room, and all of those. If you have any kind of questions or if you want to get in touch with me, uh, you can do so by finding me online, uh, Alina's Wonders, on Twitter, on Facebook, also on Wix, I have a traveling blog, and... Or you can do that on Anchor app by sending me a voice message. Until next time, stay true to yourself and follow your dreams. Bye!